By all accounts, the prophet Jeremiah was a very good student. We know that he trained with the best scribes in Jerusalem. I like to think of him as a seminarian, learning how to call people out for things like greed and unfaithfulness to God or stealing other people's wives. I also imagine that the advanced course for aspiring prophets was how to call out kings and other powerful people uh, without getting into too much trouble. There's an art to that. And prophets also had to learn how to comfort God's people in times of great distress. They had to know the scriptures inside and out in order to lead people back to God and to God's commandments. There was a lot to learn to be a prophet. And all of this, of course, was covered in their textbook, the Oxford Handbook of Prophetic Studies, 6th century BCE edition. Now, perhaps the hardest part of seminary for anyone, including prophets, is learning how to communicate your message. There's an art to speaking difficult truth without turning people off or making everyone mad at you. And that's where the intro to preaching course comes in, since every preacher has to learn the basic do's and don'ts in the pulpit. Now, to help you practice, uh, professors often give you a scenario and tell you to write a sermon for the occasion. Even though Jeremiah, according to the scriptures, was a good student, I wonder how he did in preaching class. Because he took a pretty unconventional road with this kind of assignment. Take a look at the situation he was given to preach about. God's people were doing well. They had a benevolent king ruling over them. Depending on who you ask, however, God's people had gotten a little loose in their religious practices, even dabbling in the worship of idols, which God had specifically asked them not to do. And things took a bad turn. The king was replaced with a puppet king by the Babylonian Empire. Soon thereafter, the new king deposed the rightful king, the court officials, elders, priests, artists, and craftspeople. It was a shrewd move to drain cultural, artistic, and religious leaders from the kingdom. They were sent into exile in Babylon, away from everything they knew and away from God's presence in the temple in Jerusalem. It was a bleak time for those in exile, and it was Jeremiah's job to give them a word. If he had been studying the prophet's textbook, there were some standard options to choose from. He could have told them to weep for Jerusalem or for themselves. He could have told them to abandon their sinful ways and make straight the way of the Lord. Or he could have cried out to God on their behalf, something familiar like, Comfort, comfort ye my people. Those are basic prophet moves. A professor would have expected those. But instead, Jeremiah said something completely new and unexpected to those in exile. 
Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare you will find your welfare. Did you hear that? Instead of telling the people to repent or weep in an uncertain time, he told them to live their lives. Build houses, plant gardens, create families. These are acts of hope in the midst of uncertainty. A few verses later, Jeremiah will tell them that all all will be well in about 70 years. That's two generations down the road. So those in exile now who are planting and building, marrying, they're not going to live to see those better days. But they must live with faith and hope all the same. I can think of no more beautiful testimony to faith than Jeremiah's advice. His words are powerful today. Now, you and I may not be living in a Babylonian exile, exactly, but we have a lot in common with those who were. Like them, we know that all is not right with the world. Things are not as they should be. And with those in exile, we share the profound hope that one day God will return and make things whole again. This is the fundamental Christian hope born from the same biblical imagination as those of the ancient, that of the ancient Israelites. It is the essence of faith, our hope in things not yet seen and a future not yet here. So what should we do in the meantime? Jeremiah tells us to live the beautiful lives that we have been given and make the most of them to enjoy the good things, and to struggle together in the bad, to take care of each other, and to work for the good of those around us, and most of all, to live faithfully in the midst of uncertainty. Now that feels powerful to me on a personal level, and I hope it does for you too. Whatever distress we each go through, The call to have faith endures, as does the invitation to embrace life in the midst of those struggles. Jeremiah's message also works on a collective level, as we look around and see all that is broken. Faith assures us that that brokenness is not the final word. There is a future in God that will look very different. I also hear a powerful word for the church in Jeremiah's sermon. Maybe you've noticed that there is a lot of anxiety about church these days and about its future. Article after article chronicles the decline of mainline Protestantism, including the Episcopal Church. And as a parish, we are not immune to worrying about things like church attendance and giving trends and 
whether the church is even relevant anymore in an increasingly secular world. In meeting after meeting, I hear anxiety about how church just doesn't feel like it used to before the pandemic. This is an in-between time, with the past we know behind us and an unknown future ahead of us. If Jeremiah had stuck to his prophet textbook, he might encourage us to weep at the state of things. He could tell us to clean up our acts or pray to God on our behalf. Instead, he tells us to live our lives fully and faithfully in the midst of uncertainty. An updated letter from Jeremiah to Christ Church might go something like this. Take care of your church buildings with a master plan and worship God there. Plant a garden on the corner of 6th and Scott and eat what it produces. Build your congregation and care for each other for years to come. And seek the welfare of downtown Little Rock and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for it is in the city's welfare that you will find your own. Wise words for us in an in-between time, comforting words for those who are anxious. I can think of no more beautiful testimony to faith for our church than this. Amen.